guys, welcome to the NFL portion of the Sunny Energy Podcast. Um, as mentioned before, it's going to be a pretty meaty conversation. So, week 18, multiple teams still have a chance of making the playoffs. We've got three teams in that three playoff spots in the AFC, two playoff spots in the NFC, teams resting players, which is going to have a huge impact. we got a little bit of the Wilson and Fields conundrum that both teams are facing and players. So, what do you want to begin right now? Where do you want to go with? Let's just start. We'll crank out the AFC first and, you know, the teams here that are going to be fighting for a playoff spot right now. Well, we got, what, the five Texans, Colts, yeah. Bills, Jags, and Steelers fighting for three playoff spots. Texans, Colts play each other. So that's kind of yeah. whoever wins that is going to make the playoffs and potentially win their division two if Jags lose. Oh, yeah. So that's a huge matchup for both. Who do you do you have any favorites? You think Colts, Texans? I honestly don't know many people that, other than if they're a Peyton Manning fan, that are really you know behind the Colts. It's uh, Texans. I think the storyline with CJ Stroud, yeah, Nico Collins sucks. That Tank Dell's not there, but like just what they're putting together, like a team that's got a bunch of young guys and a rookie quarterback that. Had a lot of controversy already at the start of the season that, you know, he wasn't the first uh, overall to go. Yeah. And Carolina did that swap to pick up uh, Bryce Young and now look at where they are, Carolina. And uh, you can't put, you know, obviously 100% blame on a quarterback. This just goes to show you that the Texans made a lot of smart moves with the choices they made with players. Yep. And I think I just kind of want to see uh, CJ Stroud just take it as far as he can right now. Oh, yeah, me too. Like, I, and, you know, no offense to Gardner Minshew yeah. and the rest of the Colts. Everybody always goes to gravitate towards the exciting new quarterback prospect. It's just the way our minds work. Yeah. And I'd love to see Stroud in a playoff game against Mahomes yeah, or somebody, big. you know, maybe even against the Miami offense or, yeah. you know, something like that. So, I, I, I'm cheering for both teams, to be honest. Like, I, I'm obviously being the only Manning fan right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm definitely cheering for the Colts from that side. But if the Texans make it, that means they earn the playoff spot. And that means that CJ Stroud is one of those guys who is going to be, well, he's already legit exciting, but can he make, you know, the Colts, like the Texans, a perennial playoff contender? Because if they do, that division has got some interesting quarterbacks right yeah. now. Anthony Richardson, Will Levis. Trevor Lawrence and uh, CJ Stroud. Yeah. And it looks like Will Levis is probably going to be the worst out of the four. But yeah. at the same time, I mean, we'll find out more about that next year. So that uh, Texans Colts, we'll see who ends up winning that one. You know, winner could make, obviously he's going to make the playoffs, but winner could also win the winning division as well. And then, you know how we mentioned the resting the players that favors this damn Steelers. This yeah. Week. Where they got no Lamar that they're going to be playing up against. But I don't know. I mean, I can see the Steelers losing. Oh, 100%. Right? Just as easily as I could. But, you know, when Mason, with Mason Rudolph and that revived running game right now, they look like they're the legit playoff team right now themselves. Yeah. And even with the Ravens, when they did rest Lamar last game and they brought in, like, most of their backup players, they did a really good job. Huntley's not bad as a backup yeah, at all, man. He can... He, you know, he's falling behind freaking Lamar Jackson. So obviously he's learning from that type of caliber player. And I think, I think that's going to help Huntley a lot himself too, overall as a quarterback, watching what Lamar is doing, yep. trying to do those kind of passes. He almost kind of looks like Lamar. Like he has that similar build to him. He's got the similar style of running to him too. So it's like, I think it's going to be awesome to see if 
Ravens, all, all these backup pe- players can do well for themselves because A, you're trying to make a name for yourself. Yep. B, you're t- trying to shut down a divisional rival from even making it into <laughs> the playoff too. So that's like a big thing on yourself. And then for the Steelers, it's, you know, all in or all out. Like yeah. you kind of have to go all out right now. Like this is your chance to make <laughs> playoffs with a couple of other uh, things happening around the league too. I'm open. Steelers win and they don't make the playoffs because that'd be the funniest <laughs> shit in the world. Crazy. Ten and seven and you miss the playoffs <laughs> with seven teams. Yes. So you know, I mean, I hate, I hate the Steelers <laughs> with Mason Rudolph. With Mason Rudolph, they've been a different team as you know, being yeah. a Seahawks fan. You saw what happened last week, but yeah. I mean, I just don't want them in the playoffs. So I'm hoping it's Texans, Colts, you know, Jags make it, and then the other big playoff matchup this week yeah. to make that. Bills versus the Miami Dolphins on Sunday night primetime. Yeah. Bills, the only way they can make the playoffs, they, they got to win. Yeah. And Miami, yeah. this game matters to them too, right? Yep. Huge for them. By the way, if they go from anywhere from second in the AFC to starting their first round uh, on the road against yeah. most likely, most likely like the Jags or somebody like that. But you never, like, you obviously, if you have the option, you'd rather be starting the game at home. And if they end up coming in second, they could potentially get two playoffs games at home. Yeah. You know, imagine, you know, in this case right now, I think it's uh, Chiefs to the third seed. So if there's a playoff matchup, would you want to go to Kansas City and play? Or would you rather have them at home at least? Because you know what? You get those weird January games with the heat and teams aren't prepared for the heat in the middle of July. Yeah. It fucks them the other way as well, right? If it's a super hot, muggyish kind of day out out of nowhere too, so and for Dolphins, even like obviously worst case they end up losing the game. Yeah, they have to play a team like the Jags. Thankfully, they're you know in the same state, so you're not really travel wise. You're not going as far, and then you're playing out of all the teams that you could be playing in the AFC, Jacksonville. Yeah, which has already kind of got some banged up players. So at least. Like that's at least your worst option isn't the worst option of them all. No, but it could be worse. But obviously, you do want to win this game out because you know you'll be able to take the Bills out of the whole yep. equation of the playoffs and not having to see them well, in that AFC matchup. Exactly, and exactly, and they already beat them earlier this year too, right? The Bills ended up winning that matchup. Yep. That's why the Bills can make it if they beat Miami again with a tiebreaker. Yeah, but if you're also Miami, you know, you said you you know you don't you're traveling in state. Well, if they win, they don't have to travel anywhere. They yeah. get to play at home again next yeah. week as well, right? So I think that's going to be a huge consideration going into what they do. And I think, you know, there was something about Tua being on the injury report this week as well. No, or that it, was a messed up report. Oh, it was a wrong and correct reporting? Okay, yeah. my bad. I'll take that back. reporting for 2023, but on the tag of it, it said 2022 was his last oh, year. Oh, last week year 18. thing. Gotcha. Okay, okay. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? No. Um, I don't remember him getting concussed. <laughs> So, you know, like he like for even for Tua finally got named to the Pro Pro Bowl as well. But hell yeah. If a chance for him to kind of like prove that he's actually a legit quarterback. Cause it seems like every matchup where it's been a really tough matchup for Miami, other than beating Dallas. Yeah. Tua hasn't played that well. No. Right? Like against Miami, they got absolutely destroyed. The Bills uh, game. The Bills game, right? Like they've had, I think. I don't know. Did they, they beat the Chiefs, right? I think, but that was in like Germany too, or something oh, like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I, if if those guys can have a nice nice game for Tua this week, huge momentum boost going into next week's playoff. If you lose, kind of a damper on the season a little bit because you led the AFC of pretty much the entire season. No, and then in the final that. game of the season, in the final day, 
you end up giving it up to the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, hopefully, you know, like they don't have too many distractions there, especially with that whole like the fire at Tyreek's home. Yeah, I think and they should these, be fine off that. Man. But it's that weird, it's fine, weird but shit, it's like though. weird shit. Like it's like, a weird like an old thing <laughs> that he just shows up to, you know, one of his houses and the shit's on fire. Like it's like, you know, who knows if it's, you know, it's some like an old fan like sign or something, right? Like or it's some over. rival fans that know where his house is, you know, since he's uh, always on Fortnite. They track his IP fan. address. It's the Bills fans are going to start fires, man. Mental game warfare, man. Down Tyreek. It's like, bro, damn. Bill's Mafia resorting to arson now on week 18. Some random voodoo, but yeah, it's going to be a good matchup, and it's good that they have it slotted at a perfect time for (laughs) everybody to watch because it's definitely a big game for both sides. Every, well, every game except for two games are on on Sunday. Yeah. Right? Normally you get the one on there. Lately you get like two games on a Saturday. One on the Thursday, you've got the Monday nighter, but now all the games are going to be on Sunday. That afternoon is crazy. I love it, man. It's <laughs> like Sunday it's one of the weirdest, kind of wildest. There's no fantasy perspective, man. but on from the other side, you've got like every you know the Seahawks are watching their game, but they're paying just as much attention to the Packers game right now too. They could have done two moment. night games. They could have honestly gave you the slot where they already have so many morning games. You have so many fucking afternoon games, and then even at night they could have done. Bills and uh, Miami. Yeah. And I think they could have thrown in, like, uh, the other one, the Texans and Colts and somebody like that. That matters a lot, too. Like two, two, two of the games that mattered, I think, the most overall should have been that night game. Because, like, imagine how many people would be watching those last two games. Well, we were, I was, <laughs> like, in my head, I'm like, they did two random-ass Monday games yeah. this year at the same time. It makes zero Save sense. it for this week or something, right? Yeah, it makes right? zero sense. They give Sunday night. An exciting thing that people can flip through two fucking games that are really going to be big. And I think viewership would be like through Bro, the fucking roof. They're already going to be through the roof. So before we start into the next topic here, we're going to go into out of the hundred most watched TV shows of 2023, NFL had 93 of them. Fuck. 93 out of the hundred most watched. And when I'm saying like watch, I mean, their ratings are in like the 20s, 29 like the football games, the Christmas yeah. games, for example, one NFL game had more than the other five games combined. Oh. And that was the Chiefs versus Raiders game. The Raiders pulled off the upset. I think yeah. the whole fantasy perspective, how uh, they've kind of revamped it. Now it's kind of in apps. It's kind of in NFL. All the news. The betting trackers, aspect the betting of it, aspect, right? Like It's just blowing up more and more. Like the amount of people this year and last year that I've talked to that never really give a fuck about the NFL. They're mostly like, NBA fans. Yeah. I'm seeing a lot of NBA fans converting into NFLs. Hey, that's our first sport that we're going to watch. And now we'll watch the rest of the sport. Well, that's what I did. I, I barely <laughs> watched any NBA on uh, Christmas Day. Usually yeah. I'd be, Same. I don't, I think next year it's on a Wednesday. So unless the NFL decides to yeah. throw Do games. Fucked up shit. Yeah. Which I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> don't, don't, don't underestimate them, man. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Exactly. I could, they just dominate now, right? They went from being one of those teams to, I mean, one of those leagues where, Hey, we're gonna not play games on this day. Now there are games on Black Friday. They're experimenting with like two games on Mondays. They got all these games. They're playing in Brazil next year. They're playing That's in Germany. Crazy. They played in Germany this year. Germany, they just run right now because they it's the highest selling ticket for any kind of event. That and it's sold out in minutes, man. Yeah, NFL is just running like they're just basically dominating every other sport. Yeah, and now you know tomorrow. How many people are not going to be paying attention to football on Sunday? Yeah. 
all this that you got Packers fan, like all you name it, unless your team is even the teams that are out of a playoff spot, you're still watching, watching for the chance to get Caleb Williams or you know yeah. whoever's going to be the next pick, Marvin Harrison, etc. Like all these guys are going to be, you know, they're either cheering for the team to lose because they want that draft pick, or that part, or, the, yeah. right, or or cheering for the team to like. Right for other things, so much (laughs) shit going on. Right, like it's one of the wildest NFL days of the year. I still remember, I think it was a few years ago where, um, shit, I think it was like the Ravens were playing somebody, and the Ravens needed, oh, the Ravens needed the Bengals to win, and the Bengals won in like OT or something like that, and then the Ravens made the playoffs. So then everybody started contributing to, um, like the play that happened with the Bills the one year too. The Bills helped another team win. I think the Bills ended up helping team win, and then all these Bengals fans donated to their cause because you know they helped them make the playoffs and shit like that. So I can't wait to see what's gonna happen tomorrow. To guarantee if um, what is it, Miami wins, there's probably gonna be some Steelers fans that are gonna be uh donating to Miami for the causes or some bullshit yeah. like that for sure. So, Oh yeah. Uh, so we talked a bunch about the AFC. Let's move over to your NFC. Uh, you know, Packers, obviously we'll talk about here. So, but Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, Saints, Bucks are fighting for two playoff spots. Yeah. And one of those playoff spots is the division. So that's basically Saints and Bucks. Yeah. And then you've got the Packers, Seahawks, Vikings, and possibly the Saints or Bucks fighting for that one last playoff spot as well. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll go right into it. Let's go Bucks and Saints. Winners, obviously, you know, they I don't they don't play each other this week, but I believe if Bucks win, they make the playoffs and Saints are out, even if Saints yeah. win as well. One of them plays Atlanta, I think. Okay. And who the hell does the Bucks play? They probably play like Carolina. Oh, they might be. It might Who's be. Who's got the matchup there? Yeah. And they're playing a Carolina on the road too, on so road, which oh. for them should be a win right there. Like, even so though Carolina has like they can still put up points. Look at what they did against uh, uh, was it Philly? Uh, that game where they I almost... think it was the pa- Packers, bro. It was the Packers. It was the Packers, Packers where they had to end there. Yeah, but they put up like twenty eight points or some shit yeah, like that on them that too, right? Their kicker and then uh, Packers won. Well, I mean, we'll see if the owner decides to spill drinks on anybody else this week too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fucking idiot there. Three hundred k, but they they did it based on his fortune. It came out to the average person. It came out to a dollar and seventy seven cents was their fine. If you had someone making a similar income, but so and then yeah, Saints play the Falcons, which I don't know which version of the Falcons are going to show up. To be honest, yeah. So they could just spoil the party. I mean, I don't. I think they're obviously eliminated at this point. But I mean, I'm kind of hoping Bucks make it. Same. I, I'm I'm kind of cheering for Baker. For Baker, feeling. right? And you know, with Evans and Godwin, I, I mean, they Evans still have too. a shot. And at this point, it's most likely going to be they're going to be the winner of that division is going to be hosting the game against the Eagles. Damn. Oh, it's gonna be a big ass game, man. But I mean, especially Eagles, getting the home field advantage. But if you're playing the Eagles, you might as well play them on the road if you yeah, can, right? Hell yeah. So we'll let them definitely on the road. Or if or in a dome, if you end up playing in New Orleans, depending on the situation yeah. too, right? So True. that's gonna be a big playoff matchup. And obviously, we you know with the Packers now, they win, they're in, just like last year. Yeah. And didn't quite work out for them last year when the Lions beat them in the final game of the season. And this year, we'll see if the Bears can pull off an upset. Yeah, um, which Fields is healthy, really right? Really Fields well, right? is 100 yeah. percent for this week. He's all good Fields to go. Good. 
They got almost everybody that they need, and fucking, they've been doing good, like, in these last couple of games where they should kind of be shitting the bed a bit because they had the first and third pick almost locked in, and then that third pick has just moved, 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 and now they're at, like, 10 or 7. It's somewhere between 7 to 10. Uh, they're, you know, it's funny. Like, <laughs> I think the best outcome, the thing is, if the, if the Bears want to ruin the chances of the Raptors, um, not the Raptors, sorry, the Raptors score just came up on here. Uh, the Packers, if the Bears want to ruin the chance of the Packers making the playoffs, I'm sure they would love that. Yeah. But if you're also like, if you're trying to think of what's going to help you the most as a team, yeah, it probably is losing like a nail biter of a game to the Packers yeah. and getting a higher draft pick than winning it and you know, picking like 16th overall or yeah. something like that yeah. in the first round. Whereas you could have like the 10th pick overall in the first round otherwise. Yeah. And I think, I think even the, was it the Packers? No, I think the Bears aren't still fully eliminated either. I think they are. Bro. Or did they get eliminated from last game? La I think the all, there was like a bunch of teams that all have to lose for them to make. Uh, no, that's um, no Steelers. Game. That's Steelers this week. No, no, Vikings, Vikings. Vikings, Vikings are the team that no one's really, because they need every single team in front of them to lose Loses, in yeah. order for them to make it. Yeah, that's they're gonna get screwed over. Yeah, and I don't even know if they would like. Yeah, they pretty much need everyone to lose in front of them. Is the only chance that actually making the crazy. All the teams lose, and Vikings are like, "What's up?" Yeah, dude, that's what that's gonna be part of tomorrow, man. Like yeah. that's literally what they're gonna be hoping for. Vikings are gonna be hoping every team that is in front of them on Sunday loses. Yeah. They got like five teams they'll be cheering against. <laughs> they'll be cheering crazy. against the Seahawks. They're always cheering against the Packers and they'll be cheering for the Bears for once. But yeah. like that's the other, you know, Packers and not Packers, Bears and Chiefs fans. Yeah. Or not Chiefs fans, sorry. Bears and Vikings fans are gonna be best friends tomorrow. Yeah. So all That's these weird teams that start chasing for each Even other. Seahawks fans were 100% rooting for the, the Bears, Bears fans. Like, you guys are a huge Bears right fans tomorrow. Bears, you know, whatever you guys need, whatever donations you guys want. <laughs> just let us know, you know, we'll spread it on the podcast for the next episode that, hey, you know, this is uh, the cause that they're doing it too. Well, all of, something's going to happen, dude. It's the last game, last day with all these games going on. No Monday nighter. It's so many, like, normally you get, like, maybe two, three games in the afternoon. This week we got how many? One, two, three, four, five, six, six games. But Bears and Packers, you know, and they're all starting at the same time. There's yeah. no one There's no o'clock start. <laughs> all of them are starting at 125. That's fucking nuts. These guys knew exactly what they're doing. <laughs> at the, And then, you know, if the games start at 10 and they run over, you'll still have everyone be switching over yeah. to the afternoon games. To figure out what's going on in the afternoon too, so and I think most of the main games are in the afternoon. There's like mostly whatever games, other than that, I think is Tampa in the afternoon or is that one in the morning? Uh, Tampa one is in the morning at 10 a.m. and I think uh, which is the other Tampa one? could end up winning that right in the morning and put pressure on Saints because then is Saints playing afternoon? Yeah, oh seven. No, there are seven games. You're right. Um, Saints are playing. No, I think both of those games are in the morning. Both are in the morning because oh, yeah, they're gonna, little... they're gonna, they have to. I think figure out because if Saints win and Bucks win, Bucks make the playoffs. The Saints could still make the playoffs depending on what other yeah. games happen. 
which will be, I think, all the other teams have to lose as well, I think, for their scenario as well. Um, even I think the only team that doesn't matter to them is what happens with the Vikings, because if Saints win and the Vikings win, they still have a better record than them. Yeah. But they're going to need some luck, I think, for the Packers and Seahawks, which the way that, you know, the Cardinals are playing and the way Seahawks have been playing lately, I don't know which version is going to show up for either team, right? True. Like, I could see Cardinals winning that. They've given them Seahawks trouble over the years. I could see the Packers losing because it happened to them last year, even with a different quarterback. Yeah. Right? I could see the Vikings having every scenario go their way, <laughs> making the playoffs too. And then the Saints could backdoor themselves into the playoffs right now too, man. So, yeah. either way, like, it's going to be the only game that's really not going to mean anything is the afternoon game between the Rams and the 49ers. Yeah. Right, because Rams are uh, they're they've already made it. They're gonna they're rest. They can't they can't move down. Yeah. And then the 49ers are gonna rest all the guys, and they have yeah. the first round by next week, anyways. Yeah. And then Chiefs and Chargers, yeah, that's another one that's not really gonna have it. But with five other games that people are gonna be glued into the whole time. Yeah. Even Broncos and Raiders are just gonna be for the shit show that. Yeah. Th- that's your fun too, right? That'll be it'll be like highlights right in there too, but you'll have a bunch of games you'll be paying attention to mostly. So even the bad games aren't as bad as some of the other previous True. weeks, right? So that's all I think that's always actually a good game. Denver versus Raiders. Divisional game, both teams just fucking obviously wanting uh, uh obviously just win divisionally against one another. And it's always the banger when those teams play each other for some reason. <laughs> well, we'll see what I we'll see what Jared Stidham can uh can do here tomorrow so that you know that goes into our final uh talking point of today's podcast is the uh russell wilson and you know justin fields conundrum of what each teams are going to (laughs) do i think it's you know the war writing is a little bit more on the wall for the broncos here yeah yeah you know if you benched wilson and you don't want his uh contract to kick in for 2025 yeah you kind of have already made a decision on where you want to end up having there's a slim chance that he comes back but i think the way that you know peyton has talked about um benching him not defending him kind of in other situations as well i think he's gone next year but wilson wants to stay i mean you can talk a lot of shit about wilson and the way he kind of handles himself he's been a good teammate he's cheering for stidham he hasn't you know you know started making all these toast like He's just been quiet about the situation. He says he wants to be back. We'll figure it out in the off season. Yeah. But I think I don't think he's coming back next year. Peyton probably wants to, if he wants to put his like fingerprints on the team. I think he's gonna. They gotta like completely clear out the team from top to bottom yeah. and restart fresh, and then get their draft quarterback early in the draft, and then build around that quarterback. Yeah, I think you you hit it on the spot with Peyton. Just he's written everything on the wall basically himself. Yeah. And he did every single thing that he never, ever did with Drew Brees to Russell Wilson. He never publicly shamed uh, Drew Brees. He never yelled at Drew Brees at the sidelines when right. the cameras are there. You sit next to your uh, quarterback. You make it look like you're talking. You might be saying the worst shit possible to a quarterback, but you just make it look mm-hmm. like you're just having a conversation. And then all the little comments, that the snarky comments when he first came in about putting posts up, uh, uh I think something related to his hospital posts and stuff like that. Yeah, I just... But that's something yeah. that Drew Brees was the fucking main known guy in New Orleans as the guy that goes to the fucking children's hospitals and does all that work yep. with the kids and yep. shit and showcased it. Not like Drew Brees was 
hiding behind the closet saying that, hey, you know what? I go help in a hospital and I'm not going to show anything. Mm-hmm. Just because Russell Wilson shows it, that doesn't mean it's affecting anything to do with his football nature. Yes. Yeah. Him coming on to a different team. He had a couple, He had a rough start with uh, Nathaniel Hackett. He had yeah. a rough start with Peyton because obviously Peyton isn't the same guy that he used to be when nope, he was. He's not. Where he's he was before. Now. We could tell that he, you know, mindset-wise, the league is, honestly, the whole league is kind of having a change now with all these younger coaches that have came in with different kind of mindsets of playing style. And they are branching off of guys that were all kind of together. So we're seeing like a totally different style being played out there that some of these older guys like a Pete Carroll yeah. uh, from New England Patriots, Belichick, I think they're kind of getting to the point of being phased out just because their style is kind of known now. In the Even league. Tomlin too, man. These Tomlin co- too. The coaching trees of all these guys, yeah. right? Like they've, they're still good coaches at the Tomlin, end of the day. I'll still they, give it to you. They all the best Bowl, All these guys were talking about have a Super Bowl title, which yeah. none of these other guys do. Yeah. Right? So <laughs> let's just get – but I'm but, but the basis of your point's right is the coaching tree. These guys always have something missing. Like something. Tomlin can't get his offense right. Pete can't get his defense right. Right? And it's all, he gets his offense right. His defense sides not to show up this year. Something. Right? And then Bill Belichick with the six titles, like he can't get – his defense has been phenomenal, phenomenal, but since Brady's left, they haven't been able to get anything on offense. Nothing. And then Nothing. who was the last? Peyton. Peyton had a success with the uh, you know Saints beat Peyton Manning. He started off with a kickoff in the second half that they ended up uh, fake uh, onside kick, sorry, and ended up getting it back in the second half, right? Like all these moves that he made, everything he used to do with Drew Brees. And it's funny, like Wilson kind of wanted to be a Drew Brees himself. Yeah. But the thing is, I get it from – I think ultimately Peyton made the right decision, but the way they got to yeah. that decision was horrible, clunky, yeah. bad man, whatever you want to call it, shitty way of sh- treating Russell Wilson onto that decision. And uh, I think the, there was a report that came out the other day where, you know, with Peyton and them, uh, they, they threatened to bench uh, Wilson later in the season if he didn't, uh, like, you know, decline his guarantees. So that might have been a legal threat on the part of uh Peyton or Patton or whoever ended up making it so there's a possible chance that these guys could lose draft picks or get fined for threatening to bench Russell Wilson for his contract instead of just being like fuck it we're just gonna I used to like him as like a coach like Peyton Peyton I used to be like because of his style like just the style of offense that New Orleans had obviously I was a a Breeze fan too yeah but ever since he's came here he's just like He's kind of put a little bit of mud on his name. Like, yep. you can kind of see it now that, yo, like, is this who he really was? And he had to kind of hide it because having Drew Brees is like, Drew Brees is a pretty alpha guy himself, too. Yep. He's got like a whole army background. Like, his whole entire fucking family is a family tree of army vets and stuff right, like that, too. Right. And Wilson's like, obviously, a totally different kind of guy. Yep. He's more of a shy guy. He's not going to say too much to you straight to your face and stuff like that. The thing, and I, I agree with that. Like, you know, he's, it's not, he doesn't seem like he's paid in his guy. No. But if you look at the guys who've won uh, titles in the last, what, like, you know, whatever, since the new contracts with the CBA in 2000, and I think 11, I think it was when it kind of changed for real with, you know, not guys not getting the huge 60 million for the huge guarantees, yeah. but every quarterback. And even before that, I'll say this part though, that relates before that. Teams have generally won when the quarterback is not making a lot of money. Yeah. Right? They've either on a rookie contract or your name's Mahomes. 
which is yeah. which doesn't apply to every other quarterback in the league because he's yeah. still Mahomes at the end of the day. And then number three, you traded for a guy who's still like when they traded for Matt Stafford, Stafford he was on his too. old contract, and yeah. because the Lions had paid a bunch of his guarantees, his cap hit that year was like twenty mil, which was like lower, which is one of the lowest cap hits for a caliber starting caliber of yeah. his league. So you can't be paying the quarterback a lot of money. Yeah. And look what they were paying Russell. The whole contract from the start, the Fuck trade, ridiculous. it was a debacle from the start. It was like a Cleveland Browns, how much money they put. I would I say that. this trade might have been better just for the fact that Russell, like, uh, what is it? Watson's contract is fully guaranteed. Yeah. It's yeah. the closest thing to, like, yeah. fully guarantee. Whereas, obviously, in Russell's case, there's a chance for, you know, he's going to probably cut. They're going to have to take a 90 million dead cap hit. But if you're if if you if the blueprint for any team who's had a successful Super Bowl title is their quarterback's not making a lot of money, so rookie trade for whatever one you want to say, yep. and they have the team, you know, they've got a good offensive line, receivers, all this other kind of stuff. With Russell Wilson, they were never going to win the Super Bowl. No. So if as much as I hate the way they went about it. If you're gonna rip off the band-aid, just fucking rip it off. Yeah. Next year, they know they're like they're probably gonna end up having to trade some guys. They're gonna have to cut some guys. We know that. Yeah. But if they end up getting the first pick overall next year because they cut every because they cut Wilson, that's better than them trying to go for a seven and ten, yeah. eight and nine record because that's the worst spot. And being mediocre is the worst spot you can be. Yeah. You're never good enough to get high draft players like the quarterbacks. Unless they somehow miraculously fall to you, which rarely happens. Like for the Wilsons and the Dak Prescotts and all these guys, yeah. there's way more guys that aren't successful in the third, second, third, fourth round. Yeah. So I agree that I think Peyton made the right decision. Yeah, He probably butchered the way he handled it. But I ultimately, I agree, and I think that's the right decision. Yeah, he definitely made the right decision, but I think he just butchered the entire season. His reputation, his reputation right? Everything. All this stuff around yep. the league. His network he team so wise at the start of the season for no <laughs> he was shitting on Nathaniel Hackett yeah. bro like shitting on like, these dudes come on these are still your like end, end of the day they're all your colleagues because you're in a business these are people you're going to constantly see even though you know uh, Russell Wilson's under you as uh, a player he's not under you as an employee though because you're almost you're an employee to the team so you're basically all just colleagues Right, that's yes, not your yes, employee that you yes. can be like, "Hey, I'm gonna talk trash about this guy." It's like, no, 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 you're almost at the same level. And then he, you know how he said, "Oh, I'm not gonna treat him any different than I would any other player." You gotta understand that a starting quarterback is usually always treated different yep. than most of your fucking other players. Hundred percent, just because of what they're bringing to the table themselves. You want to keep it like happy. You don't want to ever piss off or put your starting quarterback in a weird way with the team, like we've seen with like these Murrays and all these things, like. What can happen with management and a player yep. contract issues and like stupid sh rumors coming out after? Well, and the, like just, I no, I was trying to see if there's anything else to say, and I really like. I know. At this point, it's That's like it. I I get it. They made the right decision. They just went about it the wrong way. Yeah. Because Wilson's no longer a quarterback. You can pay fifty mil to, or because that was essentially what you'd be paying him, and say he's a guy who can carry you to you know, this land or this land. The last two years have been horrible for him. Yeah. First year, yes, it was the offensive coordinator, all the other stuff. He hasn't improved a lot this year. Yeah. A lot of the throws when you watch them play are behind the line of scrimmage, little dink and dunk plays. Yes, his quarter touchdown to, um, what do you call it, 
interested with like Mahomes. Is, is, is low. I get it. It's low. Yeah. But you're also throwing. You're not throwing deep. Yeah. Your defense has put you in a lot of easy situations to get some of these touchdowns. Yeah. And in a lot of cases, they're using their run game to set up their pass game yeah. instead of having that as, you know, working interchangeably depending on their matchups. Yeah. So, and they're one of the worst third down teams in the league. They're one of the worst red zone teams in the league. And that's usually two areas where the quarterback can kind of make up for some of those yeah. decisions. And at this point in his career, Russell Wilson's not that dude. Yeah. And I wish him the best next year and you know deciding where he goes comes back to seattle finishes career i don't know i, know, just, I thought about that i, I, I was right like, like a contract come back you know like because gino like i think their contract then get out from gino's situation pretty they, easily yeah, too can get out of him pretty or easy. you know leading into our next point here seattle could even go for a guy like you know justin field yeah, because what do you do if you're the bears right now yeah that's the other side of it now where you know, the writing isn't on the wall yet. I think, you know, obviously the fans right now are trying to put some writing out there that they want to keep Fields. But being management, I think you're thinking differently. You've seen what Fields has uh, been able to do. And I think having the first overall pick, you just have to go for what a first overall pick would have to do unless you play it smart and you do the trade again where you give that first pick away. And you grab yourself another pick. Yep. And maybe that could be uh, a quarterback too. Yep. Not yep. because now we figured 100%. out that a Bryce Young could get another Bryce Young player could get stuck. Yep. A Caleb Williams could go first, and he could end up being a total dud. Exactly. Look at Stroud. Stroud was yeah. two, right? And if you historically, if you look at all the guys that have made Super Bowls, etc., rarely is the first pick overall actually win. The Super Bowl, because the teams are so fucking bad yeah. that they're usually mismanaged. I mean, the, you know, Peyton Manning's an example. Stafford, yeah, he won it, but he won it with... Came back, yeah. But he came, but he won it with the Rams. He didn't win it with Detroit either, right? Like, I'm trying to think of other... There's been a lot of busts. If, yes. you're, if you're a smart team, obviously getting the quarterback right, like, is not... You don't always need to get him right at number one. Yeah. But you also probably not going to get the... You know, like Lamar Jackson's case, number 32. I don't yeah. know if that's even a possibility with the way that teams like hunt quarterbacks now, right? Like they don't even let them go that no. deep because they want quarterbacks so bad, hunting. right? And it's crazy because they want so many quarterbacks, but the amount of bus quarterbacks every year, like this year, how many bus quarterbacks we've actually fucking seen that <laughs> have had like horrendous seasons. They get pulled for another bus quarterback that's like waiting in line. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at the the Trevor Lawrence draft. Look at the numbers one, two, and three picks. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, and uh, what's the guy that went to the Florida 49ers then got traded to Dallas? Uh, Lance. Lance. <laughs> yeah. And then the next pick overall after that was... Um, uh, who? It wasn't... Justin Fields was your yeah. fourth quarterback, and Mac Jones was your fifth. Five yeah. quarterbacks in the first 15 picks. Justin Fields is probably the second best quarterback out of yeah. five, and he went 11th overall in the fourth quarterback taken. So you could, like, just based on that, it just shows you how difficult it is to get the quarterback position right because there's so many factors that play so into many it. Factors. And that's why I think this is, like, one of the biggest franchise-altering decisions that the Bears are going to make. Probably decides the next five to ten years. Yeah. Right? Like if if they if, let's say they keep Fields, yeah, they keep Fields great. Now that he's in his third year, you're gonna have to pay him soon too. Yeah. And the going rate for an average QB these days is at least like forty million dollars. Yeah. 
And he's gonna want it. He's gonna want it quicker than later. He's he, not gonna and, wait for his last exactly. year. Exactly. Exactly. What happens the next game? He puts up four hundred yards, four passing TDs. They upset yeah. the Packers and shit. Like <laughs> that's those last few games are what's gonna be on everybody's yeah. mind, right? Yeah. And now you gotta pay the dude though. Yeah. You're gonna have to pay the dude. That means that there's gonna be other areas on your team that you're gonna have to sacrifice. And then the question goes to, is Justin Fields that quarterback? Is he that dude that you can pay 40, 50 million a year to? Because, yeah, he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. But passing-wise, if you look at his stats over the number of the last three years, he's ranked in the bottom 10 in almost every important category. And for, from a historical perspective, guys that are historically bottom 10 in like passing, QBR, all these main ratings, they don't turn out to be Super Bowl all pro type of quarterbacks. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think uh, the only one thing I'd give for bears right now is that their defense has been playing amazing. So that whole sweat deal, all the stuff that they've gotten on, on the defensive side, I think their defense is pretty ram ramped up. Yeah. There's maybe a couple of pieces they can add, yep. get some young guys that are going to be waiting for their chances, obviously replacements for injuries throughout the season. Yep. Yep. And keeping fields obviously wouldn't be the worst thing if they're going to bring in a guy like a Marvin uh, Jr. Uh, as like a yeah. wide receiver. Just add because his one issue is, yeah, his passing hasn't been the greatest, but his receivers have been pretty bad themselves. You got Cole Komet, who's like still a really fucking good tight end that yeah. I think has a lot of upside still left. You got Mooney, that's uh, like their probably top receiver right there. More. More. And Moody's the one that they yeah. probably need to give the boot to or put put him further down the pecking exactly. order for sure. There's a lot of other guys I think they could give a chance to in that position. And then if they do draft a good uh, uh, wide receiver and maybe a better O-line guy because their O-line still looks, looks horrendous, because yeah. that's going to help Justin Fields look better too, running-wise, throwing-wise. Yep. Their run game, I think, is there. They got three. They got a three-headed monster back there. Yep. Three guys that you just toss out because you know, out of those three guys, one to two are going to be injured constantly. <laughs> and you can always find running backs. Yeah. Like 100%. we, we, you don't need to pay running backs elite money. Mm -hmm. And look at these. Uh, I mean, in even Chicago's example, yes, Montgomery. They gave up. He ended up going to the Lions, where they paid him. Yeah. But they still did well running the ball without him. They do. Yeah. Right? And Detroit loaded up in the first, even though they did a lot of the, you know, Mount and Punny, they're paying the running backs and shit like that too. It was crazy. But, you know, if you're the Bears right now, it's probably one of the most, like, complicated decisions that I can think of recently. Because, no, okay, let's say you decide you want to trade fields. Okay. A, now you got to figure out who is going to be the first quarterback that you want to take. Yeah. But if you're... The other tricky thing is, you know, how we're saying they're trying to trade down. If the standings ended the way they ended today, Carolina, New England, Arizona, Commanders, Chargers are in five picks. Then it's Tennessee, Giants, and the Jets, Yeah. right? Other than probably the Jets. I mean, the, the Titans could do it. The Jets could do it. Um and let's, all those teams right they're, there. They're they're none of the like they need quarterbacks for yeah. the most Chargers don't need them, but they're a trade down candidate themselves. Yeah. Right? Arizona probably doesn't need it. They already traded down last year. Remember they gave up Will Anderson to yeah. build up their O line, all this other shit. So there's no like if you're trading down from if you're a Chicago perspective, how far down are you gonna have to trade to get to, and, you know, like, if you're a team that's, like, let's say you're fifth overall, 
Well, if the Bears trade down to the fifth, the first four picks or three picks could all be quarterbacks, yeah. and they end up with no fucking quarterbacks. Yeah. Right? It's almost like they got to pick the guy they want at first. Yeah. And it's going to be tricky for them to trade down because looking at it now, I don't see which teams here are not going to be interested in a quarterback. Yeah. They're all, every, all of them. Are all of them. Quarterback. Like, and if they're surprise shocks. For some of these teams that just be like, oh, we don't want a quarterback, and they go for some crazy position. And if you, they do have a quarterback, why would they want to trade up and give up all these assets yeah. to go to the first pick yeah. overall? With like, when the quarterbacks, they're probably going to try to trade down themselves and build up around their quarterback at the same time. So, like, if you're, if that's why I'm saying it's going to be such a like. Not only is it, it's either the first pick probably because it's going to be really tricky for them to trade down. Yeah. Or they're giving up on a chance of future uh, Fields, who has a potential yeah. to be. Or you end up tricking Fields, and then looking at the potential of this upcoming quarterback. But imagine sucks. he's like half of what Fields is. So, like that would just hurt. That would be brutal. <laughs> they get rid of Fields, he does well, he and does then well. you know they're in the same position they are a few years from now again, right? Because that's what happens. You're probably going to end up drafting uh-huh. a quarterback in three years if Caleb Williams is a shitty quarterback, or. Even the Drake May guy, if they ended up choosing yeah. him first overall, right? Depending on True. last year, Stroud ended up being that pick, uh, you know, the game changer. Whereas right. Carolina is in shambles right now. They gave up all these assets, and now they're in shambles. They don't have the ability to build the O line. The receivers suck. Their defense is, needs more talent so, still, right? So, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to it because it's going to be probably one of the most dominant. Unless you know, if Fields gets traded sometime earlier in the season. But I think that's going to happen closer to the – because they don't want to give up leverage on what they're going to be going no. with the first pick overall, no. right? No. Ideally, you have a situation where, like, you know, New England, for example, they're like, we really want player X. We'll trade from the second pick overall to the first because we want this player. The Bears get the second pick overall, and they probably pick up another draft pick or two for doing that trade. Yeah. And then they can build around another – because they need an O-line still. Yeah. They, they need to improve that. They do. They still need, I think, at least one more receiving threat. And most likely it's a receiver because you already paid Cole Komet. Yeah. They still need to add some pieces on the defense because Jalen Johnson, the best cornerback, is yeah. a free agent this year himself. Yeah. So where do you go if you're the uh like the I think it's gonna be a fascinating offseason to it's see what these be. guys end it's up going with, man. And like there's some decent, some bad quarterbacks, like who knows what's gonna happen with all the other guys too. So you know, as we were saying earlier with the NFL dominating the regular season, they're probably going to still dominate the next three months with their conversations as well, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, the draft does better ratings than the NBA Championship Finals. Yeah. That's crazy. The, the <laughs> more people watch players get drafted than a championship final. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. All right, guys. That is the end of this podcast. We shall be back soon with the next one here. In the meantime... Enjoy your football. Enjoy your basketball. Happy New Year's. No. And that's it. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.